0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous show 132, uh, no scheduled guests. it's me just uh, talking about some news stories, some serious news stories, some not so near serious news stories, some health, some medicine, some this, some that. It's Saturday night with Dr. Anonymous. And it starts right now. best that medicine and social media has to offer, this is the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. I am, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends, like all of you out there in Internet land, call me Dr. A, and you can always find me at DrAnonymous.com which brings you to my blog, my web page. You can also go to doctoranonymous.net, and it takes you to my Facebook fan page. Shout out to everybody who is uh, my Facebook fan of the show. I very much appreciate that. And you can also go to doctoranonymous.org, which takes you right to my iTunes page, where you can subscribe to this very show um including our last show uh show one hundred thirty one with dr Lisa from i believe in California that was a good show. I encourage you to check that out. She is a neonatologist out there We had a great conversation about her blog actually her two blogs one of her as a uh, as a, as a physician one is her as a patient and i will let you check out show number 131 for that. Today is Saturday, December 5th, 2009. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time and it is 28 degrees Fahrenheit. It is partly cloudy here in northeastern Ohio. I haven't seen the snow yet that, that they've seen in other parts of the country, but I've uh, seen that it is coming this way. So thank you for joining us here this evening uh no scheduled guests it's just me talk talking about some news stories and uh just uh you know just chatting it up a little bit. I was hoping to uh, load up more uh Christmas music, but uh, for some reason um I just found out minutes before the show that uh was not able to get all that stuff converted over there uh so uh uh so we'll see <laughs> we'll see what I can do about that. Uh but before we get going here I do want to thank Block Talk Radio for featuring the show again this evening. And uh, welcome to those of you who are new to the show, uh, either listening live or on the archives. And for those of you who don't know, uh yes, I am a family physician in full-time private practice meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful but not snowy yet, northeastern Ohio, and I've had this show here for two years now, and um, if you're listening live, and how can you not be listening live to this show? You can see my smiling face on the webcam here this evening. I didn't. Uh, the, the, uh, the webcam wasn't working for the previous show, but now it, now it seems to be working now. Uh, and uh, you can also enter our chat room here live on the show. I want to give a shout-out to everybody in my chat room here. We have Effie Junkie, who uh, is out there in northwestern Ohio. The, she says that they had flurries all day long, so that means it's coming this way, kids. We have Grunt Doc, who is uh, probably watching the Texas game here right now. Thank you for joining us, or he's working, or both. We have a couple of guests in the chat room. We have J-Man, the uh, Fantasy Football Commissioner. Uh, Welcome to you there this evening, sir. And we have uh, our good friend Craig, who is uh, local here, and, and he's yeah, I welcome you back to the show here just popping in there uh listening to us here this evening so uh so thank you for joining us here and yes if you are uh, listening uh, live here you can see uh you can see the webcam here and see me wearing my santa hat
0: <laughs>
1: and if you ever if you have trouble getting to that just go to the top of the chat room here and click on the webcam icon And uh, you will be able to see me in the Santa hat. That's right. And tonight, I am issuing a challenge to all of those BTR hosts out there. I know you're listening. (laughs) I know no one will listen to this, but I feel better about it. It makes me feel like a big shot host. But I challenge all of you BTR hosts out there to wear a Santa hat while you're broadcasting. Well, wear some other stuff, too. But wear a Santa hat and... Post a pick on it, uh, picture on it on your website. I know, ooh, very, very threatening. I know. So, but uh, I think it's fun. I think I'm having a good time with this. Uh, so I think we'll just kind of get started here. And uh, let me see if I if my, any of my Christmas music uh, loaded up here. Probably not.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, let me see here. Let me uh, let me see if it came through. It did not come through here. So uh, I will find uh, alternate. Alternate uh, music here. So you're listening to the Doctor Anonymous show, Uh, a proud member of the Better Health Network at GetBetterHealth.com, and a proud member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there at ProMedNetwork.com, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Doctor Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. I do want to, uh, uh, I do want to uh, invite you to the top of the next hour. Already talking about the top of the next hour. Well, our good friends Andy and Burrell live will be going live at 10 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Their guest will be entertainment journalist. David Vigiano, former entertainment reporter for Fox Chicago, and uh, that should be an interesting show at the top of the next hour. Uh, so just uh, some, uh, some news here to talk about here uh, this evening, and I do have some uh, news. I do have some medicine and health-related stories uh, right after this. story here this evening uh, especially if you're in the uh, medicine field especially if you're a physician
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: uh, following this story out of the us Congress specifically the uh, the Senate has taken up the uh, debate on the health care reform bill that is uh, they just started here this week it's going to be an interesting thing to see if they can uh, Get anything passed out of the Senate, as you remember, or as you may know or not know. Uh, the uh, the House passed their uh, version of it, I think it was about two or three weeks ago. And uh, the Senate is now in debate right now, well, maybe not right now, but <laughs> they are they are talking about it, and uh, it's something that uh, I know a lot of docs are closely watching. Here is a story here, an audio clip from our friends
2: at the Associated Press. The motion is agreed
3: to.
4: Democrats claimed victory last week when they secured the 60 Senate votes they needed to advance the debate on health care reform. But as that debate gets underway, Democrats find themselves still facing plenty of hurdles as they try to deliver President Barack Obama a win on his top domestic priority. A victory rests in the hands of just a few key players, chief among them Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. It's Reed's job to craft a bill that can get the support of 60 senators. Given the Democrats' majority in the Senate, that should be an easy task, right? Think again. At least three centrist Democrats, Louisiana Senator Mary Landrieu, Nebraska's Ben Nelson, and Arkansas's Blanche Lincoln, have made it clear that the bill needs big changes before they'll be willing to support it.
5: I will not vote in favor of the pro- proposal that has been introduced by Leader Reid
4: as it is written. Democrats are also watching Joe Lieberman. The independent senator caucuses with their party, but he says if there's a public option in the final bill, he'll be voting against it. Same goes for Maine's two Republican senators, Olympia Snow and Susan Collins. Democrats haven't given up hope that one of them might vote for the bill, giving it bipartisan credibility. But they're with Lieberman when it comes to the public option. If it's in, they're out.
5: This procedural vote tomorrow presents a serious obstacle if you have substantial concerns about the legislation As the process going forward, will likely require a threshold of 60 votes to add, change, or remove any major provision, including a public option plan.
4: Of course, the biggest player of them all is the president. He's been making phone calls and holding meetings with Democratic senators. But Republicans will be watching to see if Obama's influence will be enough to get a health care bill on his desk by his self-imposed end-of-year deadline. While it's still possible to meet that deadline, there's little margin for error. Senate Democrats think they can pass their bill by Christmas. But even if that happens, lawmakers have to go through the arduous process of smoothing out the differences between the House and Senate versions of the bill. Julie Pace, The Associated Press, The White House.
1: And there's also this story from The Associated Press from December 3rd. Medicare cuts stay in Senate's health care bill. Casting its first votes on revamping the nation's health care system, the Senate rejected a Republican bid Thursday to stave off Medicare cuts and approve Uh, Safeguard for coverage um, of preventative tests. The first round of votes ended with a fragile Democratic coalition uh, hanging together. Uh, And it says, uh, let's see, I know I have the number here. The uh, Medicare cuts, I believe, would be, uh, I want to say 10%. Uh, beginning uh, next year for Medicare payments, I believe, and uh, that's good. something that the uh, American Medical Association, I know, is fighting to uh, uh, to get that uh, get an alternate bill passed. So, uh, so that is something that um, especially physicians are going to. Be watching very, very
2: closely.
1: Um, our next story here—it's uh, kind of an interesting story. Uh, you may have heard about uh, all these mammogram recommendations things, and people are very upset about it. Uh, here's a story from uh, December two. Task Force apologizes for controversy of mammogram recommendations. Oops. The government task force that issued controversial guidelines last month advising against routine mammograms for women under 50 apologized Apologized Wednesday for a ruling that left many women and health advocates scratching their heads. The government task force that issued controversial guidelines last month advised against annual mammograms for women under 50 apologized Wednesday for the ruling which uh, had left many women and health advocates oh i i read that already <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs>
1: uh the apology came out of the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee uh and let me see if i can get some quotes here for you uh let's see when you have a government commission setting policy instead of doctor and patient relationship you get this uh, some representative from Illinois said but democrats said they simply want answers we need to remain, I think, devoted and dedicated to uh, solid science in our country, and paid heed to that. And I think that, that really drives to the core of what we are here today for. And God help us if we don't.
0: Ooh. <laughs> so
1: that is, uh, yeah, good, good, good job, good job, there, people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: man. so this next story here this is from my good friend uh, Dr. V on Twitter he has a blog called 33charts.com and his post here is doctors and social media shouldn't be anonymous I see it from time to time the doctor with a voice who's uncomfortable with transparency they post a comment under the cozy blanket of putative anonymity but it's bad policy Here's why doctors need to be outed in social media. Uh, I think he has five reasons here. One, uh, anonymity is a fantasy, which I agree with. I've talked about that before on my blog, dranonymous.com. It's incredibly difficult to achieve the small thoughts uh, you can hide. In fact, no one cares who you are. If you offer anything worth hearing, people will ultimately find out who you are and the plaintiff attorneys will always sniff you out. Wow. Next, you need a reality check. Anonymity gives us phony security that opens the door for us to say anything that we wouldn't normally say. There's no editorial influence, more powerful than knowing that my patients and boss are listening. Uh, The next uh, reason is we need the press. I don't know what that means. Uh, He goes on here. If you spend the time in the health infosphere, I've never heard that before, infosphere, you'll see that physicians are the ones left behind. If docs want to see the health the dialogue table, they need to raise their hand, speak up, and be accountable per their point of view. Finally, privacy is privacy. Pseudonyms don't absolve you from protecting the privacy of your patients. If you are compelled to tell stories, it's their identifying details that need to be laundered and not your identity. Yeah, I guess I I, uh, agree with that somewhat. I've talked with Dr. V about this uh, before and about being anonymous, not being anonymous. I've talked about that a lot, a lot on this show before and also on my blog. So uh, I... uh, Yeah, I kind of agree that people should not be anonymous, but, uh, you know, if people go to my blog, you can see I'm the least anonymous person out there in the health blogosphere, so I guess uh, I I agree with that. This next story here is from back from uh, November 20th from the Wall Street Journal. The title is, Nothing to Sneeze At, Doctor's Necktie Seen as Flu Risk. A list of things to avoid during flu season include crowded buses, hospitals, and handshakes. Consider adding this or a doctor's necktie. Neckties are rarely, if ever, uh, cleaned. When a patient is seated on the exam table, doctor's ties often dangle perilously close to sneeze level. In recent years, a debate has emerged in the medical community over whether they harbor dangerous germs. Several hospitals have proposed banning them outright. Some veteran doctors suspect the anti-necktie campaign has more to do with younger physicians that are, to desire to dress casually than it does with modern medicine. At least one tie maker is pushing a compromise solution, neckwear with antimicrobial coating. Has it really come to this, kids, uh, a tie with antimicrobial coating? This is nuts. Uh, In June, the American Medical Association considered Resolution 720, which advocates a new dress code for doctors due to evidence that neckties, long sleeves, and other clothing items and accessories have been implicated in the spread of infections in hospitals. An AMA committee is uh, seeking solid scientific evidence before it brings the matter to a vote. So so the American Medical Association fighting for neckties as opposed to – Fighting for uh Medicare payment in washington that's all I'm saying
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I think they talk about these uh these ties here let's see uh safe smart Inc., the saint augustine uh Florida company sells ties treated with anti uh, with state resistant coating that companies say thwarts microbes. Independent lab test, uh show that coating, quote, repels bacterial contamination. Wow, and there's a picture of this on this uh, on this website here.
0: Huh?
1: I will uh, I will drop the uh, the link here in the chat room, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you people can uh, decide for yourself whether you like the neckties or not. <laughs> oh man yeah that's uh that's good stuff uh here's an, another interesting story here from the new york times i found i just uh i found this on twitter today uh very interesting uh if I can get that called up here uh this is from uh December fourth the title is Trapped Inside a Broken Judicial System After Hitting Send. This is from Indonesia. Uh, this is somebody called uh, uh, Pr- Prita Yosari. Oh, I'm I'm, I apologize for this name already. <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, Mol Uh Become famous as a lawyer, put it, for going from email to jail. Her ordeal began when she sent an email message uh, complaining about her, the poor treatment she received at a hospital to 20 relatives, friends, and co workers. The message, forwarded uh, from one mailing list to another, eventually fell into the hands of the hospital lawyers who sued for defamation. In no time, this person, a mother of two infants, found herself sharing a jail cell with murderers, uh, facing six years in prison. Seemingly yet another uh, ordinary Indonesian caught up in one of the world's most corrupt legal systems. So she sent an email complaining about the care, and she goes to jail. That is just uh, that's nuts. That's crazy. Huh. Have to kind of see what happens with that. Now, before I go to my next break here, I uh, do want to give another shout-out to my chat room here. Uh, We have Agent Merv, We have friggin' Ben with a Q. We have Girl. We have a guest. We have Jamin. We have Jesse Wilder. And we have our good friend, Yakov. (laughs) Uh, Before I go to my break, I do want to promote the Llama 80 show coming back. This Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio, according to their Twitter page, they're going to be talking about crybabies in the workplace, (laughs) me, man, you've got to be desperate if you're talking about me on your show, turkey, Christmas, and also moving stories. (laughs) They've also called out our good friend Burl from the Indian Burl Live Show or his on-air challenge. If you don't know what that is, go to blogtalkradio.com (laughs) slash llama80. And uh, if you didn't hear about this, this is, uh, let's see, let's see if this one came through. Um, I think, uh, well, this, this audio, I, I, I saved an audio thing here, and I thought it came through. Because it's going to be very funny, but I guess it didn't go through. All right, that's not working. Technical problems here on the Doctor Anonymous Show
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I will take another break here, and uh, we will uh, we will see what we can see. Let me find a uh, this is uh, <laughs> this uh, this bumper here is very apropos for what's going on here tonight so we'll be right back here on the dr anonymous show don't go anywhere
3: Astronaut. A man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger.
1: And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show. Curing that pesky rash just with the sound of my voice. Welcome back to the show here. Uh, And I want to give a little shout-out to my chat room here, because I love the chat room. I heart the chat room, the best chat room here on Blog Talk Radio. We have Agent Merv, We have AP Jonas. We have friggin' Ben with a Q. We have Girl. We have a guest. We have the J-Man. We have Jesse Wilder. The Burl has made an appearance in the chat room. We have Brockham. We have another guest. And, uh, of course, I want to... Because this is, you know, this show here. This is this is just uh this is just a warm up show here, kids. I want to let you do the top of the hour. What I call the flagship show here on Saturday night, the Andy and Live Show. Their guest tonight will be uh, entertainment journalist David Vigiano, and uh, you know, you know what's what, what's what's better for ratings than entertainment journalism. I see some Tiger Woods jokes coming. Starting at the top of the hour, unless you want to start some Tiger Woods jokes right here. (laughs) So they're at the top of the hour here. Uh, So let's kind of get back into things here. So uh, some entertaining, uh, entertaining non-serious type stories here (laughs) that I have found in my research for the show. You know, as I'm doing research here, this is is, uh, uh, show prep. I find some of these weird stories uh from uh <laughs> uh for uh for the show here and uh here's the uh here's the, i find stories about ohio which is kind of uh which is kind of crazy uh here to me and uh this is uh this is the first story here from ohio it's 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 a christmas type of story
6: an Ohio go. man who claims he hates Christmas is being held on $25,000 bond after he allegedly stole one of the Salvation Army's famous red kettles. The theft occurred Saturday evening outside a Toledo area store. The bell ringer says she tried to pull the kettle away from the man, but he knocked her down and said, quote, I can't stand you and your bell ringing. I hate Christmas. The Salvation Army says the kettle was stuffed with up to $700. Police say the woman chased the thief into the store parking lot before he tossed the loot into the back of a stolen pickup truck and sped off. One shopper managed to get the vehicle's license plate number, while others helped the bell ringer. An empty kettle was found on Sunday. Sean Creaker was taken into custody the following day and charged with robbery. He could face more charges for that stolen vehicle. Ross Simpson, The Associated Press. So this guy
1: steals. Okay, he's an Ohio guy. Steals the kettle, runs off, <laughs> and then uh, he probably goes to a beverage place and uh, tries to, uh, you know, purchase some beer. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, "Can I can I pay with change?" <laughs> and he gets arrested. <laughs> that is nuts. Oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Popping up in my chat room here is our good friend. We, we have our we have our good friend uh, Eric here on the line. I believe see this, this is. Hey, buddy. How's it going there, man?
7: Doctor A, how you doing, bud?
1: You are the man. You know, I, I have to I have to ask you a question here, Eric. You are the man.
7: Sorry, uh, ask me quickly because uh, I have a Salvation Army story. Uh,
1: what do you think of Bob Evans? Do you like that place? Do you like Do you like frequenting the place at all?
7: Um, I like Bob Evans. However, I don't like the one in my neighborhood. I own stock in Bob Evans. I have uh, 10 shares, I think. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, well, you you probably have a a better uh, Salvation Army story, so go.
7: Uh, Oh, wow. Sounds like I have a time deadline. Um, When I was leaving graduate school, my roommate and I decided to donate our crummy old furniture to Salvation Army instead of trying to sell it, having to deal with that hassle. And, of course, we were in Arizona. It's Phoenix. It's 90-some degrees. It's May. And we were ready to move out. So these two guys – and we were, like, the third floor of an apartment. So these two guys come up, strong men, start moving all our stuff. They're just dying of sweat. I mean, it's hot. They do it in, like, ten minutes, right? So they come back up. They're signing the forms. And the only thing I had to offer uh, for them to drink was beer, you know, grad school, right? So I'm like, hey, guys, you want a couple beers? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, come on. It's all right. We're getting rid of it. And I felt bad because, you know, they seemed a little hesitant, but I'm like, oh, no, don't worry about it. So we sat there. We had a beer. It was all good. They walked away. A couple hours later, my roommate comes home, and I told him, yeah, they were, I gave him a couple beers. And he said, why would you give him beer? I said, what do you mean? He goes, most of the guys that volunteer and work at Salvation Army are recovering alcoholics, nice. which I didn't know this. So I felt really bad, but, you know, they looked like they're pretty happy at the end. Wow. how you doing Uh,
1: good 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 um so uh, i don't know i I don't know if it's it's rude for me to say or you know but but the the kettle ringers i don't know i just i get i get kind of fed up with the kettle ringers uh you know um i don't know maybe that makes Uh, me a mean guy
7: no no everyone has their little thing um they don't annoy me too much you know but um, it's tough standing out there in the Santa outfit all day, having to deal with the public. So I, I yeah, get people,
1: life. people like me.
7: Well, people like you, especially.
1: Yeah. How, how you, how you been? You get, getting ready, uh, getting ready for the holidays and, uh, you know, all the good stuff there.
7: Things are good. Um, you know, uh, we didn't talk hardly last couple months. October was, was horrible because, uh, we just moved into a new house, and uh, we had to prepare our, our China trip, and so I was gone in China for a couple of weeks. And uh, since then, I have a lot of fo- a lot of follow-up to do. I've been incredibly lazy, so, so it's been nice.
1: How, how long were you in China for, man?
7: Um, just over two weeks. Uh, China and Taiwan. Wow. So that wow. was good. That's we had good. A, we had a really good time.
1: Man, so so you were able to have some fun too, in addition to the business part.
7: No, it was all all business, of course, all business. That's funded by the the taxpayers. But uh, in all seriousness, seriousness, we we did have a great time. It was great to be back in Shanghai. I really miss that city. Got to see a lot of old colleagues and friends, so that was good. But it was very, very productive. I mean, I think we had, for the Youngstown Warren, Ohio area, I think four legitimate business opportunities, uh, investment opportunities, so identified. One of them I think will really happen. It's the smallest one. And the other three are varying degrees of long shot, but you know, nothing venture, nothing gain, So we'll definitely go after them.
0: Hmm.
1: So
7: I was, I was really happy about that.
0: That's great.
1: That's good. Do they have a Bob Evans in China?
7: Uh, they do not, um, but they do have something in Shanghai called City Diner, which is a horribly disgusting, dirty diner, and I love it. So after about two weeks of Chinese food and government dinners and uh, Chinese whiskey. It was good to just go get a greasy burger.
0: Wow, so, wow.
1: Not too shabby. Uh, I, and I know you and I have talked about this before. Uh, what's it like spending Christmas in China?
7: Um, well, we didn't spend Christmas in China. I spent when I was overseas on assignment. I uh, We came back for home for Christmas. Uh, we spent Christmas in Japan, and oh, it was very kind of was melodramatic, melodramatic uh, in Japan. God's honest truth. On Christmas Day, the Japanese call ahead and order KFC, and if you actually go to a KFC on Christmas Day, there is a line probably like an hour wait to actually get chicken. Because Christmas is not a holiday in Japan, but people go to KFC. Christmas is a shopping holiday in Japan. Really? Isn't that kind of weird?
2: Yeah, that is kind of weird.
7: Hey, I see hmm. Agent Merv. Is that is that the Agent Merv I think it is?
1: That is the Agent Merv. He's 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 picking on you in the chat room here, man. I uh Um you know, to...
7: Agent He can't pick on me. I've got good <laughs> <on him.
1: laughs> Well you you're one of the spill the goods on the show here 'cause you know nobody listens to this show so uh, you know it's just uh you and me, you know. He's, he's no no tell
7: Agent Merv. What? Tell Agent Merv I got two words. Three three words. DJ Max. Later.
1: Wow, wow,
7: man.
0: <laughs>
7: Anyways, um, so I heard that your your chief of staffness is is ending at the end of this month.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, my my stress level will uh, will uh, definitely go down uh, at the end of uh, this month. I'll be more relaxed. I'll be having some special uh, champagne on New Year's Eve and celebrating for multiple number of reasons so uh, but yeah that will be uh, that will be ending at the end of this month and I can go back and uh, fade into the shadows of
7: uh, well then no old, old, I old, heard I, Tom Daschle Tom Daschle is going to recruit you to start working the phones right on the healthcare bill oh
1: don't even invoke that guy's name on this show come on why
7: <laughs> very humble
0: uh,
7: man Yeah is- come on doesn't pay his Jeez. what was what was him, his housemate or taxes? I can't remember.
0: No, the uh, Secretary of the point. Treasury
7: doesn't pay his taxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
1: doesn't he doesn't he doesn't pay his uh his help. I think that's what it was. It's probably, it's probably yes,
7: it. yes, so uh, that's okay. Health and human services, illegal immigrants, that's that's it, fine, you don't have to pay him.
1: No, no, at the at the end of this month I'm gonna go work for Tiger, he's gonna need some help, you know. Yeah.
7: I think if if you have a legal help, as long as you give them some lettuce every now and then, you should be okay. Really? The special approach, yes. Kidding! <laughs> all these in yeah. the blogger blogger chat room here, here. I'm kidding.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. I will uh, I will sell my soul and become a lobbyist. So uh, there you go. <laughs> There's a couple guys
7: from your high school class that are lobbyists. You know.
1: Yeah, they're losers. No, just kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: Mucking up the whole thing. Uh, hey, speaking of high school, you you were, were you following the story on Friday there for uh, for the state championship panels. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I had
7: the I had, I had the game on in my office and uh, uh I was a little I mean it was a great game for Mooney but I was very disappointed that the uh the game was just horrible. It wasn't good football, the other team didn't show up. The Ursland game, at least the other team showed up and played.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
7: So uh but good for Mooney. You know, Mooney is now third in the state of Ohio all-time number of state titles.
1: I did not know that. Saint
7: Nectars is first at ten. I can't Eight remember suck. who second is. Yeah, well, I will beat them. Uh, Saint, uh, I can't remember who is second, but they're eighth, and then we're number three at seven.
1: Well, there you go. Not mm-hmm.
7: too shabby. Yes, yeah, I remember. All, I, you remember our playing days? They were great.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember, you know, I was uh I was third string water boy. It was those are the those are the days back then I like back when, in high school. I like
7: when the, I like when people run into me now 'cause I'm I'm a little bigger than I used to be. And they're like, Oh, you must have played high school football and I'm like uh, tennis. And they're like, <laughs> No. Liar
1: That's right, man. Four years of tennis team, man, we we uh we we well, shocked was, the world. Me.
7: Three for me. I didn't get on freshman year. Loser. Ah. 'cause uh, uh, well, you know. Cipriano, Cipriano had no mercy and beat me like 3-0. <laughs>
1: oh man, those are those those are the days. The days that I would never want to live again. Just saying.
7: Agreed, agreed. <laughs> well hey, yeah, I don't want to monopolize your time. I just wanted to say hello.
1: Well yeah, let's uh yeah, let's get together. I next didn't week. see you That's at the uh, I didn't see you that. at the
7: downtown Youngstown Christmas parade. Neither did I see Asia Yeah.
1: Parties. Yeah, I had to uh I had to wash my hair. I couldn't uh
7: could go. Oh God. It was actually it was a lot of fun. It was cheesy as hell, but it's a Christmas parade. They're supposed to be cheesy as hell. So
1: Well yeah, it's a Christmas parade, you know? But
7: it's mean, the first one in twenty two years. I was really happy about that. You know?
1: Oh really? I didn't know that. Oh, first one stuff. in twenty
7: two years. So it shows that our city is making a comeback.
1: Hey, you know. And and, and you're right at the center at that Oh, uh, No, no, no.
7: A lot of people, a lot of people are. So you're doing your <laughs> thing too, man.
1: Hey, you know, we're just carrying the torch out here and uh, seeing if anybody sees it.
7: That's <laughs> all you do, man. That's all you do. <laughs> Anyways, hey, thanks a lot for
1: calling in, and uh, yeah, we let's we'll, we'll, we'll get together next week. You know, uh, you can. Yeah, uh, you I, can buy I some have some. I stuff. have some free time. Sounds good, man.
7: Cool. Good uh, night, blogosphere world. I don't know what to say. Is that Appropriate. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, hey, we'll talk to you All later. Right. Thanks a lot for calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
7: All right, Doctor. Take care, bud.
1: See you. All right. So, good friend Urplane, er there in the uh, in the chat room. There, we'll take another break and uh, share some more news stories, and then uh, we'll shut her down here for the night. We'll be back on the Doctor Anonymous show. Don't go anywhere. Uh-oh. to the Dr. this show. Here we got about uh, 17 minutes uh, here left. <laughs> Did you hear this story from Florida? <laughs> let, me, let me check if I have the uh Let me check if I have the uh the news clip here before I uh before I play this here. Uh so uh so the Florida governor here uh made little uh, announcement. <laughs> And I got into a little bit of uh, hot water because of the phone number that he used. Here is the uh, story from the Associated Press.
5: Someone made a big blunder. Hey there, sexy guy. That's definitely not what parents were expecting to hear when they called the number given to them in a recording made by Governor Charlie Crisp. They wound up calling a sex hotline. We love nasty talk as much as you do. People who called the governor's office and were put on hold heard this.
2: Can access preventive
5: care such as
2: regular doctor visits, dental and eye exams, immunizations, and prescriptions.
5: The governor promoting the toll-free Florida Kid Care line. But the number he gave eventually sent them to this.
0: Lie back, baby, relax, and get ready to
7: meet real local students, housewives, and working girls from all over the country.
5: The governor's staff says he was given the wrong script to read.
7: He read
2: it right, the script was wrong. Um, We we had transposed the numbers and drafting the script, and uh, an error just had the wrong phone number there. There was no malice intent uh, from the governor's office. It was uh, an error in, in, in drafting a script, and no one had any clue that uh, the the incorrect information was was as bad as it as it is.
5: Apparently callers have been hearing the wrong number for at least two months. The governor has taped a new message with the right number. Myra Lopez, the Associated Press.
1: <laughs> uh so you know hey that's uh that's good stuff there <laughs> nothing like transposing numbers here uh oh well since we have the burl here i i do want to uh, i do want to play this little clip here uh, this is uh this is more for the annie it's for uh versus the burl, but I know the Burl will appreciate this uh little uh uh audio clip. Uh, But uh, I will play the intro here first. Uh, This is from the uh, Craig Ferguson show. So he's answering his email, right? And uh, this is the. Uh, as <laughs> soon as, soon as I, as soon as I uh, heard this uh, question here, uh, this, this is, i do don't know—I'm the only one that probably thinks it's going to be funny,
0: but. Uh... <laughs>
3: All right. This is from Adam in Arley, in Alabama. Three A's. The secret sign. Hey, is Arlie, Alabama near, uh, tennis? Is it? No? All right. Sorry. Adam says, uh, dear Craig, why is it when you make a cake it's singular and when you make brownies it's plural? What? What? Also, I would like to come and write for your show. You don't have to pay me. I could just crash at your place. Well, here's the thing. First of all, let's let's address the uh, the cake brownies thing. Uh, cake one, one, uh, uh, uh. one little cake brownies. One, two, one, two, three, three brownies this message brought to you you by the Count from uh, Sesame Street, who is more threatening than that douchebag in New Moon. (laughs) I swear. Hate me, everybody. I don't care. I'm telling you this. I know everybody else loves the New Moon, and everybody's all excited about it, and it's the new thing that everybody loves, but not me. (laughs) I'm the Andy Rooney of this particular subject. (laughs) Going against the grain. I haven't seen it, to be fair. All right. Do so he wants to come and write for the show. <laughs> sure. Uh...
0: So there we go. <laughs>
1: That's for Annie who likes to do his little count thing on the Annie Borough Live Show at the top of the hour here. Right here on Blog uh, BlogTalkRadio, com slash Amy Burl Talk. I know I'll be there at the top of the hour. We'll be having entertainment journalist David Vigiano. What is better now, especially this week, other than entertainment journalism? <laughs> it's going to be good stuff there. A couple of stories left here for me here tonight, and I will be shutting things down here. You know, uh, if you're like me, you know, do you uh, – Oh, I messed this up here. I messed up my whole intro here. Let me see if I make sure I have it. So are you like me? Are you, uh, are, are you interested in the, uh, in the stripper poles? I'm fascinated by them. And did you know that there, there, there was a competition, an official competition for uh, stripper pole dancing? I'm not lying because the Associated Press had a story on this,
2: and here it is.
5: If you thought pole dancing was just for gentlemen's clubs, think again. Dancers from 12 countries, including men and women, took part in the first international pole dance fitness championship in Tokyo. The dancers wanted to show the world that dancing on the pole is more than just sexy, but actually an athletic art form.
7: The pole dancing community and the skills growing very quickly. We're getting a lot of athletes from gymnastics skills and Chinese pole from circus school joining to the pole dancing competitions right now.
5: Belying the strip club image, contestants were required by the rules to wear outfits that were, quote, dignified and appropriate for an athletic competition. They were also banned from excessive nudity or interacting with the audience. (laughs) The top honors went to a dancer from Japan in the women's division, In the men's division, it went to an Australian.
2: A lot of preparation went into it. I was very nervous when I went on stage. I had a mind blank and didn't really know what to do, but I just um, I just enjoyed it, to be honest. I got on stage, tried to keep my nerves under control.
5: Contestants performed routines in several categories, including ultimate pole champion for both men and women's categories, pole fit, and pole art. Myra Lopez, The Associated Press.
1: So there you go kids. You know, we need to give more respect to the pole dancers, you know, and if if you go to YouTube, you go to the Associated Press site and you see the story. Just just look at the guy that won uh the male competition. That is uh that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, so eight minutes left here. I think I'm going to share one more two, one or two more stories here. Let me see if this one uploaded. I'm having problems here. So, uh, so are you like me? Are you do, do do you like do you like the beer? Do you like the uh, do, do you like high-powered type beer? Well, uh, here's a story about some really, really high-powered type beer. I'm, I'm just getting
8: intoxicated just by listening it's to this It's a beer story. so strong it's illegal in 13 states.
2: Your first reaction is going to be, wow.
8: Meet the latest version of Utopias, made by the same people who produce Sam Adams. This beer has an extra kick to the tune of being 27% alcohol, to be exact, and that makes it the strongest commercial beer in the world. A beer like this
3: deserves
8: to be saved for at least a special, and maybe an extraordinary, moment. That may be a given, considering Utopia's goes for $150 a bottle. At that price, don't look for it on tap at your local pub, but if you do get your hands on a glass, make sure you don't chug it.
3: Just a little sip on your tongue, and then the aromas and the flavors just explode, and they fill your head.
8: Coke started brewing this beer back in the mid-1990s and says while they are making more, it's not something they can rush.
2: You know, it's like making, you know, 21-year-old scotch. Yeah, you can make more,
3: you just can't have it for 21 years.
8: You can expect to see more and more of these extreme beers on the shelves, especially as brewing science improves and more and more states lift the alcohol limits a beer can have. Tim McGuire, The Associated Press. So you can tell – I can tell you that I am uh, – I'm going to be heading
1: out for this beer. I'm going to be trying to find this beer and, uh, you know, to <laughs> test it out myself. Uh, but I know somebody who won't be uh, – well, may, he may.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, you remember that story from a few months ago where the guy from Ohio, I think at Newark, Ohio – was uh, ticketed and arrested for driving under the influence while driving a bar stool. <laughs> They're putting that bar stool up for sale now on eBay. I'm not, I'm not joking about this.
6: Here's the story: a motorized bar stool that got an Ohio man arrested for drunken driving could be yours for the right price. The vehicle that raised quite a few eyebrows in this city about 30 miles outside of Columbus goes up for auction on eBay Thursday. Back in March, Kyle Weigel was charged with driving under the influence after he crashed the barstool. Authorities say Weigel had more than a dozen beers before the accident.
1: 566 Kelly Lane, we're sending a squad over there for a gentleman who wrecked him a motorized barstool and one head laceration and he's got... Uh, Alcohol on board.
0: All right.
6: The twenty-nine year old man was ticketed for operating a motorized vehicle under the influence and spent three days in jail. The barstool was seized by county officials after they learned Weigel hoped to sell the homemade contraption to Ripley's, believe it or not. And a judge has ruled that any profit from the sale should go toward back child support. As of June, Weigel owed thirty-seven thousand bucks. Simpson, the Associated Press.
1: So don't any of you people go and bidding on eBay. I want that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that up here at Dr. Anonymous World headquarters here. So don't don't be knocking me off on that uh, on the eBay thing. <laughs> uh, so I got one more story here. It's kind of a it's kind of a good news story to uh, to uh, uh, to end on here. So so there was this guy who broke in to this uh, uh, store, and uh, the guy. Uh, uh, the guy was stopped by the owner of the store and uh, says that he changed his life it's serious i mean i uh, i listened to, i didn't believe it uh but uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a nice story here during the holiday season here it is from the associated the
2: surveillance camera footage only tells part of the story a would be robber enters a long island deli demanding money but just as quickly as he entered the store the tables are turned The store's owner pulls out a rifle, dropping the robber to his knees. The two then engage in prayer, and the store owner gives the man a loaf of bread and $40. Six months later, Mohammed Sohail has been paid back. I'm crying, and I'm happy, very happy. And uh, I say, thank God, somebody's life has changed. The deli owner recently got a letter in the mail from the robber and a $50 bill. When I see this letter and... uh, That surprised me, and uh, I just like it shocked my body. In the letter, the robber writes, I know that it was wrong, but I had no choice. I had to feed my family. Because you spared my life, I decided to become a true Muslim. Some people learn, some people not learn. But I think this guy has learned very well. The would-be robber was never caught. The deli owner now hopes to have the privilege of meeting him under a completely different set of circumstances. Brian Thomas, the Associated Press.
1: So that's a nice feel-good story to end the show here uh, this evening. I want to thank everybody for joining me here. I want to thank uh, uh, my good friend Airplane for uh, calling into the show here. My next show will be Thursday night right here on Blog Talk Radio, Thursday, December tenth, two 2009 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we will have the blogger called uh, Trauma Junkie, and uh, his blog is called Surviving RT School, uh, and uh, he'll be talking about us. So I just checking in, kind of see, uh, kind of see how things are going. He was on back on the show here once uh, a few months ago, and we'll be welcoming him back. So, uh, so thanks a lot for joining me here us uh, here this evening. Uh, I am Doctor Anonymous. You can go to dranonymous.com, dranonymous.net, dranonymous.org. I'll be hanging out right at the top of the hour. Over on the Annie and Burrell live show right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Annie Burrell Talk. And I will see you Thursday night, kids, December tenth, two 2009 at 9 p.m. Eastern time right back here. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Good night, everybody.